Welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. And um, Gabrielle Masuti is joining us today. He's a music producer. He does film scores. He's also an extremely talented piano player, violin player, plays drums, bass, guitar. And he is the owner of a company called Design Brand Build. Check it out. Strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So with me today, I have Gabrielle Masuti, producer extraordinary. I Listen, I met Gabrielle, oh goodness, I think it's probably five or six years ago now. And um, so many things to share about this man and his... Um, all of his multiple talents. So without any further ado, Gabrielle, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, K.O. All right. So listen, brother, let's get into We actually, I guess the way we got connected was I met you in a yoga studio of That's all right. places. Yeah. And um, Kim... Uh, Kim Shan. Kim Shan was kind enough Rethink to... Yoga. Yes, Kim, with her wonderful re- Rethink Yoga, was kind enough to actually, introduce actually us. Actually, my, my, my teacher, K.O., who certified me. That's right, that's right. Yep. So, Gabrielle is now also a certified yoga instructor amongst many, many other talents and abilities that he has. So, let's rewind it all the way back to how did you get started in music? How did this all begin for you as a musician? Well, and go back, I was about uh, six years old. And my mother had always wanted me to uh, play, play classical music. She played for me all the time. And um, my aunt, uh, my, my mother actually passed when I was six years old. And upon her passing, my aunt bought me a violin and gave me piano lessons when I went to live with her. And uh, all my cousins had been playing for a long time, long time, a couple of years before me or a year or so before me. And... Um, she put a violin in my hand and I just surpassed everyone and everyone's expectations and everyone who had been playing and uh, started me on my musical journey. It was just tough for me to put it down and God bless my, my aunt down, Uncle Joe, who kept me uh, practicing all those times. I didn't want to. I was hemming and hawing like any other kid not to go to my traditional music lessons, but uh, I did it and um, that's the result of where I am today. That's how I got started. So who in your family was musical? Like, um, besides, you know, any, mother and father, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, who was the musical person in your family? Yeah, that's a great question, Kay. It's actually my, um, my Aunt Dale who got me the lessons. Um, my, my, is very musical. She would play the piano and sing. My, my Aunt Dawn as well. My mother was musical, so they would all play guitar, sing, they had beautiful voices, they would harmonize. So it was more like, you know, back in the day around the fire at Christmas, singing Christmas carols, but like very musical, a lot of harmonization, a lot of good, you know, no one was doing it professional, however, um, and like I started to do it in the family. So you had the magic from an early age, but this was, you were born with this because, let me just share a little story. when. When Gabrielle and myself were in the studio working, um, 
uh, I was calling somebody on my phone and he started telling me what numbers I was dialing by the beeps on the phone <laughs> because you, my friend, have perfect pitch. Yes, and uh, I, I'm always I was always happy that I didn't have quite got pretty good you know, relative, I guess you'd call it. But I never had the perfect that always blew me away. People like you have that gift. And so you knew like um, right off right off the bat that you had something exceptional going on. You took to the violin like uh like a duck to water. And you started playing at five or six years old, you said? That's right. I started playing at six years old. And, <laughs> and I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that I had anything exceptional. I've always been very humble about it until uh, just very recently. And not that I'm not still humble, but just to realize how, what, what a blessing and what a gift it really is to be able to, to hear and, and produce, produce music. Um, just, just that gift to have perfect pitch and, and what a blessing it truly is. And I'm just thankful for it every day. Yeah. I mean, when I, you and I did some work uh, a few years back, you were helping me uh, get on board with uh, one of my records and, and gave me a, a huge uh, start into that record, which, you know, finally came out a couple years later. And, you know, you taught me so many things about not only production, but music in general. And, um, I'll always be thankful for that experience we had that summer in, in your studio, which was so cool. You know, one day I'm pulling in, I'm, I'm like, where is he? He's not here. His car is not here. Where is he? And uh, finally, I'm banging on the door. He's in there sleeping. He pulled an all-nighter like, you know, the usual producer does. And he <laughs> comes to the door in bare feet with like two hours of sleep. And uh, and off we went to the races. So uh, so tell I was, me. I, I was there on time, Cam. I was ahead of schedule. You were right on time, man. <laughs> I was the one waiting in the parking lot. Like, like, what's going on? You're probably saying, what's wrong with this guy? He's usually I can set a clock by him. Mm -hmm. So how did you get started, like, in your producer thing? Like, you, you also are an amazing piano player because um, I had had a track one time that I brought to you and I said, what do you think of this track? And the piano player was actually very good, uh, but you just kind of went, yeah, yeah, it's okay. And then you laid down a track, I think in one take, that kind of blew me away. You captured all the melody. It was really a, a stunning uh, rendition right off the cuff. And uh, so tell me about the piano. How did that come into your life? Was this before or after the violin? Yeah, so another great question. I actually started piano a little bit before violin. I'd say maybe months before, but around the same age. And I received piano and violin lessons, traditional, growing up every week. And then I would play in the, uh, you know, the orchestras in uh, Del Barton School. And I studied under Father Germain um, and played in the, uh, the orchestra there and would do some solos. Uh, soloing work with the uh, with the youth orchestra, and then that turned into me getting all the way up into college, where I went to school. Uh, initially, um, my first round at college, um, I went into school for performance on the violin. Okay. Uh, and I studied with Professor, the late Professor Oscar Vina. God bless him, amazing man in my life. Um, he was first chair, second violin. What was his name, Oscar? What was it? Professor Oscar Vina. Okay. He was actually, him and his wife were both Holocaust survivors. Wow. And he was first seat, second violin from the Holocaust to the first seat of the New York Philharmonic. And what was his last name? Because I talked over you. I apologize. No worries, Kay. Ravina. Ravina. Okay, because I've seen a photo or, or a picture of him in your in your studio, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. What what an opportunity 
So, so this must have been amazing. You must have soaked up so many amazing ideas and influences from this man. I really did. He was just amazing, and and a lot of it resonates now. You know, you're young and and you're you're distracted, and you know, violence at that time maybe not always the coolest. Or playing in the symphony is not always like the coolest thing to, and you know, so to speak. And you get a little bit older, and you realize what gifts you really had. And I sit back and, and think about it, or, and the lessons still resonate through my head today. So it's so, really just a beautiful relationship I have. But I still like to think he's with me now. Right. So so now with some distance, you can appreciate like, wow, this was this was something very, very special. But but I get it. Like when when we're so young, we just don't know what we're handed sometimes, you know, that's right. But but thankfully, you had that experience. So, you know, how did you teach yourself the ropes about music production when you first got into it? You knew you had something special to bring to the table. Not only that you were a great player, but you understood music in a very, very uh, cerebral way. You understood the mechanics of it, the ability, how to stack um, uh, different symphonic pieces together. All these things started to come together for you. You know, how did you turn this into something that you could bring to other people? Well, initially... Okay, if we back up one second from when I went to uh, studying with Professor Oscar Avina, I was, um, at that time, I had to quickly drop out of college because I was diagnosed with stage 2B Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I had an experience with that. And that was right, uh, my biopsy was right where I held my violin and I wasn't able to play. And I was just worried about, you know, living and surviving at that time. So I, I you know, kind of dropped out of school. In which time I took uh, another hiatus from creativity and music in general. And again, just now looking back at distance uh, and getting some distance from it, as you said, it was all it makes all perfect sense now. But then I didn't really understand it. So I got into into the business world, you know, very entrepreneurial spirit, and um, taught myself the ropes on a lot of things. Got got learned a lot of lessons and took a lot of things on the chin in the business world, and then turned around about 18 years after, or eight to 10 years rather after that happened and the recession hit and uh, I just was like, wow, I have a talent. I play the violin. So to get to your question now, how I taught myself the ropes, I was um, with a five-year-old child and I wanted to pursue my art. I didn't want to be in the quote unquote corporate world. I didn't want to to play to play in that arena. I wanted to play music and I wanted to, to create and I wanted to help individuals like ourselves amplify their voices and um, I went back to school and I went back to school not for performance this time but for theory and composition because I played some of my stuff and to answer your question case just another gift I don't know how I receive you know I, God gave it to me um, that, you know I'm just an instrument of God and it just comes through me and I hear it so I played some people my production and the film scores and the things that I've written um, there and they immediately gave me uh, an, an, an entry into uh, and some scholarships into theory and composition um, department and I excelled there and graduated with the 3.97 in theory and comp and during the whole time I was in there I was like this is really good they're t- like they're teaching me a lot of the cerebral aspects of this. But there's something that I feel more than just working on Sibelius here and Finale with these mediocre MIDI sounds. I, I, there's, there's more to this. 
Right. And, and, and I, I saw then where the industry was going. I am an advocate for live instruments. I'm an advocate for, for uh, you know, well-recorded music and, and things that aren't compressed into an MP3. And I'm sure you've gotten into in your other podcasts, Kay, because you and I have a lot of conversations about that. And that's what your production's about. So I'll spare the audience on that. But I, I, I saw that live players were becoming, um, if you're going to hire a full symphony, you know, that's for Hans Zimmer and, and, and the big guys in the movie, in the movie industry. And I, if I was going to make it, I needed to sound like them without that budget. Right. So I got online and I taught myself uh, a Berkeley online music dub spot. Um, and then I was fortunate enough through some friends to hook up with a, a great producer. His, his name is John Starry. He goes by Fingers, F-I-N-G-A-Z-Z, out right. in California. Amazing producer. Um, and he set me up and he, he taught me the ropes and how to work a, a digital audio workstation, a.k.a. a DAW, and all the, the tips and tricks. And I just applied my musical knowledge to that and I studied ferociously everything there was from electronic film scoring to electronic music production. And then I started to mix the two genres and create a unique sound. And between my, you know, classical studies and theory and composition degree, um, from, from, uh, John J. Cowley school of music here at Montclair state university in, uh, in New Jersey. Um, I got that degree and then I taught, you know, gave myself a street degree. And just in and out of every studio, studying with every producer I could in the area, getting into work with uh, different people, and um, it's still a work in progress. Okay, we still learn every day. Every time I get, you know, the the technology's getting better and better, and uh, there's always more to learn. And I'm a constant student and very humbled by it. Hey, you know, you said something very interesting. Um, you know, I met you like you had recovered for a while from your cancer, and you just said that the cancer exposed itself right where your violin rests between yes. your chin, your neck and your, you know, so was there a reason, there was some kind of reason for you that, you know, you believe in the same kinds of things that I do things happen for a reason. So you had, you had to stop playing violin for a while, correct? That's correct. And, and that's and, when I, getting that distance, right. Okay. looking back at, as I ventured into the business world, a lot of times when I sit down now, whether it's with a producer or a client, and they ask, you know, you, you kind of have like this perfect balance, like, you know, you're just nerdy enough to understand the tech and how everything works, but you really have a great business sense too, and you have such like, you know what to do with my business and about you know, um, uh, uh, what I need to do as an entrepreneur and where I'm trying to head this and money, et cetera. And okay, a lot like you too, right? So you 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 have a great understanding of the markets and running jobs and things like that, but you also have this artistic side. So such a beautiful blend when you, because, you know, any real artist will tell you it's not all about just being creative. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes good planning. It takes a lot of practice. And uh, I'm able to implement that. I'm able to help my, help my clients get disciplined and implement that as well. Yeah, I think we'd all love to just say, I'm just going to be an artist and that's it. But the world does not work that way, unfortunately. Hey, um, so I want to go into like the marketing and your business now, like what you do now with all of these tools, all of these experiences, this wealth of information and talent that you have. You have the marketing uh, the music, the business. What do, what do you do now for people? Just let everybody know, like, what is your company uh, currently doing 
to help other artists and other entrepreneurs? Sure, Kai. Thank you. Well, I have a company called Design Brand Build, and you can just go to www.designbrandbuild.com, and it's an evolutionary consulting and marketing company. And that all came to be just again through divine intervention at that little studio where we first met Kay, where I was pulling all nighters. I had a client come in there and saw that I would, in other words, I started teaching myself everything I could along with the production, how I was going to market my own music. So I taught myself the Adobe suite. I taught myself, um, you know, different website programs, uh, how to work cameras, video work. And I was scoring and I was getting fed up with the lack of good footage. And this is before, you know, you could buy Shutterstock footage and things like that online. Um, stock footage. I was getting fed up with the lack of things that I could score to that was quality. Right. So um, I took myself up and taught myself production on cameras and video work and lighting and photography so that I could have you know the most beautiful and and captivating um, and 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 tell my story the best I could digitally through the through this you know this new network now that we market ourselves through if you will. Right. And in doing so, one of my clients saw that. And they were working on a, on a project for True Blood at the time for HBO. And they said, hey, can you, you know, do X, Y, and Z for us? And I should, said, sure. And I had some records hit simultaneously for NFL, NASCAR, MLB. Um, and I had you know, some momentum going, and it kind of just took off. MLB meaning Major League Ma Baseball? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. And then, um, and then it, it took off from there. And then... Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I've never had to really market hard. It comes through warm referrals, through people like yourselves, Kay, that I, I've hooked up with, and and for me too, I have to hire my clients. I, it has to be someone that I believe in their message, and that I know that we're going to work well together with, and that it's a message that amplified will help better the world, and they have a really good cause. And I've just been so blessed to do, you know, a handful of clients um, every year. And, uh, you know, uh, half a dozen to a dozen, depending on the sizes. I'm working on some amazing projects right now. Um, this new watch company that's uh, built in Princeton called Sablier. It's spelled S-A-B-L-I-E-R. Okay. Sablier. Uh -huh. And they built the first concave lens. So, in other words, it's cut out of a crystal and it actually curves in. They have a, a, a U.S. utility patent on it. And um, it's just it's just a gorgeous product, and Casey and Sam are amazing to work with. Um, uh, I've worked with um, the WBG, which is uh, the Whalen Berez Group. Um, this uh, all my clients become close friends, Kay, because that's the other thing. As a music producer, when we we take we take and and especially UK as master storyteller, I've been in the studio with you, and and what a great songwriter you are, and how you're able to. Um, even if you strip the music out of it, if you just read your lyrics, tell the story, right, Kay? And it's like, as producers, we have to take this intangible, hey, I hear a crash cymbal mixed with like, you know, a, a, this type of snare with like this type of vocal and like, you know, these, these, this breath and oh, okay. And then like make that out of, oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. Thank you. You, you pull it. It didn't exist before you put it down. And that's really what happens with my clients. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have that, that studio vibration, if you will, those good, the, that, that vibe to where you can sit down and, and concentrate with a client. And I'll have these corporate clients and they'll come to my studio, okay, and they'll come stay with me for you know, an extended weekend, three or four days, or I'll go down to them and, and, 
and ride with them on their way to meetings for eight hours and they shut their cell phones off and they give me their undivided attention. And I I get to understand who they are and not just superficially, not just from a a vantage point snapshot of who they're from a business, but who they are authentically and what what they stand for. And I'm able to capture that essence and that trust and develop these relationships. And, and you know, my clients stay with me for the duration so far of, of, of my career and my life. I've had my clients with me because we continue to market and we continue to work and amplify their message. I, I, I know so much about them and who they are. So, so when, you're, when you're entertaining a new client, that is the basis for you uncovering the depths of their message. It's like spend time with them, get to know them on a personal level, find out where all the answers are, which are usually inside of them. So then you can create your footprint on how to help them. Is that, is that correct? That's, that's pretty much right on the nose, Kay. In other words, with, with uh, Jim Whalen from the Whalen Perez group, here's a guy, I mean, he just goes out like a great white shark and, and sells and goes and Projects like uh, Lincoln Center and Parks Casino, Red Bull Arena. I mean, big projects that he's on uh, Avenue, the World School, and um, he for him to stop and take a breath. He took and he said, "All right." And he it, we had to develop a trust at first, and once we developed that, we had a couple dinners and talk. And then it wasn't it wasn't like a dollar thing. It wasn't a contract thing. It was. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to let you in, much like being in a studio, and you're vulnerable. And they have to decide that they're going to get vulnerable to be produced. Right. You know, just, so. so so tell me about tell me about a favorite client. Like you have you have corporate clients, you have entertainment clients, you have singer-songwriters, artists. What's your favorite person if there is a favorite? Yeah, I was just gonna say, okay, my I'm I'm blessed enough to do to my favorite thing to do is to produce as a producer and utilize all my skills. So it's just like I have to be excited about the project and I'll only take projects that I'm excited about and then I utilize my photography, my video, my music, my web knowledge, my business knowledge. So it is a, a a, a silo-free or a seamless ecosystem, if you will, to where I don't have to wait for a photographer to send me RAWs or do color correction. I don't have to wait for any. Everything's out of here in the studio at our fingertips, and it's all cohesive message. So there must and, be a huge advantage in not outsourcing in your case because you you understand conceptually who this person is, what this business model is, and what it takes to to surround them with the, the technology and the artistic pieces for them to come to fruition. That's right. It's just, it's just to tell their story. And when going back to who's my favorite, Kay, I, all my clients wholeheartedly, I love them all and they're all my favorite. And once they're not my favorite and we don't love each other wholeheartedly and it hasn't happened yet, then it's not, it's not meant to be because there has to be that trust and that vulner, vulnerability, if you will. Right. Right. And like, and, I'll work with anyone from, like you said, uh, in the music industry, um, if, we're, if we're writing records, if uh, I work with directors, and they'll come in for different things, and it'll turn into another. Like a director, I just did this score, his name's um, Charlie, and the name of the, if you want to check out the teaser, it's called The Good Blonde, and he came in here for a custom score. But I just saw the, it this morning. It's excellent. 
Oh, thank you, Kay. Excellent. Thank you very much. So just wrote that score, and Charlie's a very talented director, and that's the type of, you know, artistic, different footage I'm looking at I want to work with. And, um, and he started showing me, look at my site. Or, look, you know, when we start talking marketing, or we start talking, and then we're talking about the edit. And before you know it, I learned how to edit because I needed to learn how to score. In other words, the way a director thinks in order to compose music for that, you have to understand how they're going to cut the, the trailer, how they're going to cut the teaser. I could, I, you know, and understanding all that, then I taught myself how to edit and vice versa. So there's a point to where all this becomes exponential. And then whomever I'm working with, like, K.O., I just did Christie's site. And um, uh, Christy is a, 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 a you know an educational leader right now. It, she happens to be in the Summit School District. Right. But I helped her tell her story, but she gave me all the pieces for it. She's done all the work throughout her life to be there. But Christy, I wanted to let her know, and I'll say it live that Summit School District, you need Christy a lot more than Christy needs you because Christy can right now if she wanted to build the most unbelievable coaching and consulting business with the credentials and the story and the brand that I just created her. And it is knockout. And she did the work. I just made it look beautiful. I put it together for her. But if you go to Christy or Christy O'Connor dot education, either one, Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y dot education and check out what I just did for her. And I'm also going to be going to be doing her husband's who's going to be a phenomenal coach as well. And it's just, you know, uh, Sablier, Sam and KC, Jim Whalen, KO, your, your stuff, Cecil Diaz, hair from Mendham, all these people I, I've just spent years with now. Uh, and in the short time I was working with Christy and Kyle in the last couple of months and Sablier and Sam and KC, it's just, uh, it's just a blast guy. There's nothing, I, I'm, I wake up every day, there's nothing more I'd rather do, Kay. It's right. Just, so you're living in your, you're, you're, you're on the right show. You're living your dharmic evolution. And it's a pleasure to watch it unfold. Hey, uh, tell me about tell me about what do you do for downtime? Because you're you're pretty much um, we have a lot of similarities in that you're on all the time or, or a lot of time, and there's there's a time when you just need to chill out. What do you do? Like, what kind of music do you listen to? Um, if you're just saying I'm just taking some time for me to decompress, like, what do you like to do? What do you like to listen well, to? Okay, taking time to, to decompress with it. So that's it's kind of a, a two-sided question, if you will. Right. Um, taking my head, I'm, I'm always I'm in front of a screen so much, majority of the time, working, producing, or in the studio, and or in a chair, and or listening to music, or when I'm not listening to music, if I'm writing it, hearing it in my head, that my downtime is to shut all that off and just meditate. Right. In order, in, in other words, it, to get to get to silence, right? To get to one pointedness, and that my so my downtime is yoga, um, undoing the functional movement of you know what my hips or my body, uh, depending on what I've worked on all that day. If I've been holding a camera and my right shoulder's cramped, I'm going to work the therapy on that. I've been sitting in the studio that particular day. I'm going to work the hips, right? So depending on whatever my functional movement was that I overdeveloped that day. And what, or, or underdeveloped on, on the contrary, then uh, that's my downtime, brother. Okay, yoga, so yoga, yoga, meditation. yoga, meditation, and silence. Silence is uh, a bit scary for people um, who haven't tried it because we tend to, as human beings, always have to fill the room with noise, distractions, etc. So can you share uh, how, how do people get to that? Can you just give them a quick, 
it sounds so easy, right? Just shut up and then turn yeah, everything just, off. Just turn it but off. but our minds are so conditioned to this overwhelm. Uh, you have any tips or tricks for that that you'd like to share? Um, well, well, the first thing I w- I would do is I would when you first get started, just to understand what it feels like, is to physically exhaust yourself to break through the physical body. And we have different, and just to get a little bit more in depth about it, there's different, there's different energies, right? So we have your physical energy and then what we call subtle body energy. So I would, you know, whatever it is you love to do at first, if you love to run, if you like jujitsu, if you like to hit a punching bag, if you like to cycle, if you like yoga, do something to break the physical energy down, get some blockages out of the body and loosen up, man, and just and move as much breath as you can through you. And then, and then I would sit if, if possible and just, and, and just, and just move your breath. You know, you listen, there's different, there's different theories that I, I run through myself, Kay, because, you know, after sitting at the studio all day, the last thing that I want to do is sit on a yoga block or in my meditation room and just sit more. Right. So my quote unquote sitting or silence that day becomes an act of practice to reverse the sitting all day. Right. Right. So you need the balance for sure. That's right. But it's, it's really connecting your awareness to your breath. Right. Hey, um, tell me what you're most excited about. We're, we're getting through the right now, almost into the second half of, uh, well, not quite 2015, but, uh, what are you most excited about this year? Looking at Gabriel, Gabriel Masuti's, um, all of the things he does as a producer, as a business person, what are you most excited about moving forward the rest of this year? Um, oof, my, well, the clients that I mentioned, in the, that I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, I'm really excited about what I, uh, what the future holds with regards to that because you know we're on to, to either the first phase with them that we're just getting we're out of the discovery process and we're just starting to build those sites and build their marketing campaigns and to me that's just such an exciting time to because you have to realize okay it's it's literally these people that have 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 these are their their babies and they're trusting they're trusting me with their baby. And we're, we're naming it, and we're dressing their baby, and we're saying we're putting it out to the public and unveiling it. And it's just such an exciting thing to see all these people's hard work and dreams be organized, and and their their stories told. So vicariously on on, on a business note, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about um, the Wellen Berez Group because uh, uh, Jim Wellen is is launching his marketing campaign right now, and we're getting into a, a, a lot of big jobs and it's a great opportunity for video and photography production. I'm excited for uh, working with Charlie. We have a lot of uh, cool stuff that we're doing uh, video wise and I'm excited uh, where, I've, where I've taken myself. I'm constantly uh, pushing my education, uh, pushing my production skills to the absolute max and um, I guess I'm most excited for K is the unknown. I'm most excited for that, that job or that, that client or that thing that's going to happen to us all that, that we don't even know or we set out for, I guess that's what I'm most excited about because that always shows itself. Yeah, the surprises around the corner sometimes are just like you never would have figured it. So just wrapping up here, um, I want to get everybody uh, in tune with the best way to reach Gabrielle, whether you're looking to expose your, your business, whether you're a songwriter, a singer, a music person, a video person, 
uh, Gabrielle has the toolbox and the skill set to help you out. So best place to reach you, Gabrielle. Best place to get me is just go to GabrielleMasuti.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-M-E-S-S-U-T as in Tom, I. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-M as in Mike, E as in Edward, S-S-U-T as in Tom, I, Masuti.com. So stop by, drop off a note, say hello. But even if, if you don't have anything right now, I, I strongly urge you to stop by and check out that website because it's, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and that is the hallmark of Gabrielle's work too. Just check out his website and that'll clue you into the, the uh, type of high quality you'll get whatever he does uh, for your work as well. So Gabrielle, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution. I wish you all the success and all of the great karma that is deserved of you in 2015, my friend. And I look forward to speaking to you real soon. Wish you all the same as well. Thank you so much for having me on the show, K.O. Well, there we have another fun interview. Gabrielle Masuti, a man who is stacking the talent and sharing it with the world. Hope you enjoyed being on the Dharmic Evolution today. My name is James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. I look forward to visiting with you again real soon. I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Mm-hmm.